A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Hello, signers. Thank you so much for listening. Before we get into this week's episode, we have more reviews. Woo! Write reviews. Write reviews. Five star reviews. Five star reviews are the best. Thank you guys so much. If you're not aware, if you leave us a five star review, we will read it on air. No matter what, unless it's really. Yeah, it can't racist be, or nothing, sexist. Please just don't, um, be, don't be an asshole. But don't. Be, I mean, you can be an asshole to us, but not to s- systems and societies and cultures at large. Capiche? Yes, exactly. Um, but here we go. Here's some five star reviews. Uh, mostly, it makes us feel good and it helps us out. So thank you. Uh, this week's first review comes from uh, M underscore O three, and the title of the review is zero three nine six Astro Stars. Hi, love your podcast. I was always interested in astrology, but it took me a long time to identify with my sign. I thought I was more like an Aries. Boy, was I wrong because my birthday is almost at the cusp and I can be a bit feisty, even cold. But now I see that that's also a Pisces trait. (laughs) Once I learned that I have a whole natal chart, which is much more grand and complex than just saying I'm a Leo, my mind was like, yes, new ways to learn about (laughs) and question yourself (laughs) Uh, through love growing down. Uh, wait, sorry. For, 
though love going to understand me learning about my chart and different things in astrology just buzzed me i got so excited until my interest faded but i always come to my chart lol so about me my chart is wild and special i have five <laughs> planets in one house what a rarity i know in case you're all curious the planets are sun moon mars saturn and mercury in the ninth jupiter is chilling alone in the sixth i think that's a blessing still not sure about these things so i could be wrong please tell me if I am. <laughs> lastly venus in the 11th which i think may explain a lot about me and my friends so maybe pluto position in my chart is not so bad uh you super trio explain astrology in a way that the listener does not need to know anything about astrology for everything <laughs> to make sense since you asked before i don't fast forward when one person is speaking in particular you all have great individual perspective that helped me sometimes one person re-explains something a little better or whatever but you're a great group you should know that out of love and because you asked whoa <laughs> Sometimes the laughing gets to be too much, but that's just normal when good friends get together talking about something they all love. I mean, so I don't actually mind to fast forward, whether it's 2 a.m. or 4 p.m. I love listening to you two Burbank loving Sherman Oaks fire triangle ladies. P.S. I'm an East Coast girl, NYC all day, but life is better in Jersey when Trump is not there golfing. Wow. Um, underscore 03. This is everything to me because it was me that was like hey do you fast forward when i talk <laughs> i just thought that it was since you asked uh for the record <laughs> did not ask <laughs> i mean there is so much revealed here that we didn't ask and i'm glad you read our minds you know and just let I'm it out so glad you, i'm so glad you told us that's what is most important thank you so much m03 well this jersey jersey freak I'm sad. No, I love a jurors. <laughs> you know, I'm married to one. I love whatever you call it, common law. Anyway, up, she's up in that common law business. Um, so next up is a review from Cool G. Love this pod is the review title. I started listening after y'all had Matt Rogers on, huge fan of Seek Treatment and Last Cult, Last Culture. That's for Last Culturistas. I've since gone back and started listening from the beginning. I want to say I, that I so appreciate you doing an Enneagram, Enneagram episode. I know it can be difficult to find information on the Enneagram separate from the Christian worldview, so I'm using my five-star review to recommend the podcast Enneagram for Idiots. I would say it's the Enneagram equivalent to this pod. It's hosted by two BFFs, Tara and Marissa, who provide lots of info on each of the numbers and wings, as well as gossip about which numbers they think celebrities are. There's a lot of good banter, and they start several of the episodes with this disclaimer. This is not a Christian podcast and should probably not be listened to in holy spaces lol it's wonderful well there you go for any of the uh for enneagrams again it wasn't our not our shining episode because again we were diving into something new but we did learn a lot about ourselves as threes across the board and you know I what think this is I great recommendation oh totally it moved the needle clearly <laughs> worth it to get these reviews you know, yeah you know um <laughs> yeah i don't know i i don't know if you're one of the hosts of this podcast, but I want you to know that when I leave reviews for podcasts, I recommend this podcast. What's your <laughs> I mean, gotta, gotta get it while you Love can. It. And also I got, it is hard to find information that wasn't clouded in that Christianity, which I think was where a lot of weird debate came from that episode. So fine. I thank you for recommending this resource. And if you are that resource smart, yeah also can you tell me how to say it yeah, yeah that <laughs> is. apparently we don't know how to say can someone it phonetically or, write it yeah out? i was just like someone write the phonetic spelling of it so we stop sounding like <laughs> fucking idiots can we, call, um, can we just call them egrams is that cool egrams perfect okay egrams e e world, world. <laughs> <laughs> no one listening knows what that is okay. that's true all right that's a deep um, cut 
Your next review comes to us from PJ's Place. And it's titled Laughter and Astrology with the jazz hands emoji. I'm old, so sometimes I get lost in a generational gap. But Sun and Stellium Libra Gal with Aries Rising, which is getting squared to death right now, is really enjoying the entertainment you provide. Hand clap emoji. Thank you. We I get lost in a generational gap myself. I feel like I'm the oldest person in the world, but I love uh, it. Thank you review this next review comes from g mccarroll uh entitled belated response to the trines intro hashtag sorry (laughs) (laughs) hello my favorite astro aunties i had to pause the trines episode because i am screaming at how accurate your response is to that question of especially a scorpio to get a how to get a Taurus X back. I'm Taurus Sun, Rising, Mercury, Gemini Moon, and Venus, and Aries Mars, and had a Scorpio X slash X best friend, and the advice you gave would 200% work on me and make me take note. Feeling very attacked in my own home during quarantine. <laughs> LOL. Sending you all my love. Whoa. <laughs> all right. You heard it here first. Whoa, that's fucking sick. We'll get you back. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you back. Uh, this next one is from Medusa underscore Asudum. I think it's Medusa backwards. Uh, yes, it is. Fun pod with a little old school keyboard heart. V3. Hi, ladies. Cancer sun, cancer moon, Aries rising, new moon baby from Tennessee here. Also Aquarius Saturn. It's my time. I've always had an interest with astrology, but have dived in a bit deeper lately. I was born a few hours after an evening solar eclipse. Do you think this factors into anything? I love listening to you girls chat about anything and everything while relating it to astrology. I always feel like I am a part of the conversation. I've been listening to some of your 2018 episodes. Oh, God. Uh, While listening to the Sun and Moon episodes, Lisa found out that she's actually a Cancer Boon. I hope you've grown to love it. Is it possible for you to all to upload episodes to Google Music slash podcast. It's so much easier to use on Android devices than your site or Player FM. Also, I open iTunes on my computer solely to write this review. If not, I understand. I love you anyways. Keep doing what you do, ladies. Uh, we just got approved. Yeah, yes, I just submitted for Google. Just, just submitted it the other day because I remembered this review and I knew this was coming up. And so it is on Google Podcasts now. So for all those who use Medusa, or want to use it, thank you, Medusa. You got the Google. Yes, you got it on thank there. Thank you. And, and thank you also, for opening you're, anyways. You're yeah. still, oh yeah, thank you for opening your whole computer. Also, <laughs> it, I think that the solar eclipse um, does actually factor into stuff. There is, I'm going to try to find them, but I don't know if I'll be able to find them. There is like these moon phase necklaces that they go by your birthday and they're really pretty, but like, I think they're kind of expensive, but you can at least read the uh, description. And mine and my mom's were both like super accurate. So I'll try to find that. Oh, I love it. I mean, an eclipse, I mean... Just talk about, like, I mean, that's some heavy, cool, like, big change, big explosive, big, like, I mean, that's just, like, magnificent. Like, I mean, there's a lot, and I know eclipses, again, can be that, like, oh, no, don't manifest, and don't this, and it's scary, and, you know, to agree that's true in, like, our daily, but natally, I mean, I think that's just someone that can really embody those things of eclipses, right? Like, change, like I think especially with Cancer, Sun, Moon, too, I mean, you have this Aries rising, which is great, but, like, Cancer Sun, Cancer Moon can want the familiarity and an eclipse is about saying, fuck what is familiar if it's not serving me. So I think that that is just a really, that's just super cool to have it in your natal chart. I think it just makes sense too, because they're the same sign. So in that way, it's like your sun sign is eclipsing your moon sign because they are the same, like Mm -hmm. it's where other people might have different. I know other people have same sun and moon, but I, I, I agree. I agree. 
Yeah, yeah. Cool. I love it. I mean, well, let um, us know how these eclipses have been going for you, I guess. So, <laughs> and now they're changing yeah, your access. Um, your next review comes from Jen Sully. Uh, it's called "Snakes in the Mail." Episode is the best, <laughs> and it's Sagittarius Sun, Sagittarius Moon, Gemini Rising. Love this pod. Please keep it up. You guys crack me up. Love from Chicago, Illinois. Heart and the hand emoji. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Jen Sully. Thank Snakes you. in the mail. Be careful thank out you. there, folks. <laughs> they are out there. <laughs> thank you guys so much uh, for leaving us these five-star reviews. We love reading them. We love getting them. It makes us feel awesome. It also helps us show up in the charts, with t- which helps everyone. So Algorithms, help, baby. Help us help you help each other. Uh, thank you again. If you haven't left one, consider doing it. We They're fun. Uh, and if you have, we are eternally grateful. And now please enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm coming to you live from my gamer chair. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, is it a gamer chair too or just? No, I wish. I'm, I've been trying to convince Scott to get a gamer chair and because we use them in meditation when we when I used to go IRL, Ooh. the ones that fold up and they're so comfortable and um, he just keeps saying that I don't need that right now and I'm like... But you're the only one that games, so I can't buy it for myself. <laughs> I mean... Nothing like uh, uh, two pairs of gamer chairs, though. Romance is real. Saying. And they're they're not expensive. Okay, anyway. Well, I told you about the guy who I broke up with quickly when I realized he had two gamer chairs in his, yeah. be- his small bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just... And in, like, a... Like, a solid 7x7. Seven seven, very small. These Those are, gamer like, chairs are bulky. All oh. the way to the ground. They lay flat. You can put them behind a couch, under a bed, and they're like cushioned. And then they come, they curve up. You can bust like, them out when it, people are coming over and you're doing readings at the coffee table. Wait, those remind me of not gamer chairs, but I, I, you just triggered a like an old memory of those chairs that are like those soft chair. Like they're soft with like a cushion, like a sit upon, but a hard back. Do you remember those in like not Girl Scout meetings, but like I feel like they were those were around oh, chi- childhood circles. About. All you said was all you had to say was Girl Scout meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I totally know what you're talking about. That I also these are I don't know. I think you would like them. They're like uh, they're they they remind you of like your preschool like mat that you'd nap yes. on. I know exactly yes. what you're See, talking about. See, you can get that chair. Get it for you and don't call it a game chair. Call it a meditation chair. Yeah, that is like a meditation chair. And then, and then you do the ultimate, uh, you know, in manipulation, which is like get the thing that you know that the person would actually really enjoy, but they like won't. They haven't intellectually allowed themselves to get it, and then you get it, and then he will see how superior it is to sit in that chair. 
I will see. I'm really, I'm really, especially considering our topic today, (laughs) I'm really focused on saving money and I think it's rolled tour season stuff. Um, but I think there's some upcoming stuff where it's like, I think we just really need to like skimp and save, Mm. but we'll talk about that later. Um, so of course I had to go back and listen to the old episode from the last time we had our Venus retrograde moment in fall 2018. Holy, uh, baby podcast, baby astro. Like who is this? Who is this woman? Who are these girls? (laughs) Like so trippy. I mean, like I've gone back and listened to some old things, but it's not like something I don't I hear my own voice enough. Like, <laughs> like it's not a uh, high on the, on the need. Lisa, that is the first episode where you did the fake out intro where you started doing it. I'm oh, the cool. bloody of this podcast. And I was like, oh, it like, I had a moment. I was like, wait, is this the first time? And then you're like, this is, I'm going to, this is something I'm trying out. And I was like, whoa, trippy. That's, so, That's funny. so funny. I was actually considering giving it up. Oh, <laughs> isn't that so, I just like had a moment. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I listened to it because it's called Venus Retrograde and Rants. And I was like, that's so I'm like, what was with this episode? I remember it was like really high emotions, high energy. And also that episode, we just go straight into Venus Retrograde chat because it's like, you can't, you can't avoid it. And it's right there. I'm, I have this meltdown, yada, yada. And then I was like, oh, poor me, baby. Like, what happened? And I was looking back. And this is, I think, before. I don't know. I guess we were dived into more like transits and what's like lighting up our shit and what's making us feel. And I'm like, oh my God, this last Venus retrograde back in October, November of 2018 was like literally conjunct my Pluto, like fucking me up in the fifth house. Like everything just made so much sense and listening to a sad ass me. And all of you, you guys gave me like the best advice. I was just like, I was just living. I was just living for all of it. And it was what we said. It was just good. And it was, I don't know. It was like really eye opening. And for future retrogrades too, like, oh, when Venus retrograde is in Scorpio in the future, this is just something to be aware of for me with this Pluto and a lot of other like, you know, Pluto people. But for me, this was fifth house too, which was really like, I don't know, like those romantic things. I feel like, you know, times a thousand. Um, there's also one part where we have a prompt where we ask if people can change or not, which is hilarious. And I hope everyone goes back and listens to the old, <laughs> the old Venus. I hope <laughs> people can change. What did I say? You, Lisa, you had a great line that says, things can change. And I, lo- and I, I really was like, yeah, I was like, true that. Like, so um, I think it's just so fun. Obviously, podcasting is fun, but. With astrology, now we're back at this thing again, and it's just feeling so cyclical. It's like, it's blowing my fucking mind. Well, and this is such a different vibe than the Scorpio one, I feel like. Totally. And that can be partially attributed to our expanded knowledge of astrology at this point, and the realization that these things happen in cycles and, and greater preparation and and things like that. And also, it's a different... Venus Gemini has a very different vibe than Venus Scorpio and Scorpio season. And that was all when all of that, like that whole period was such a retrograde soupy. I don't remember what happened before or after that too, but I just remember that being like the icing on the cake. We had a Mars retrograde too. It was the same, mm-hmm. not, not the same, but it was all of that where it was like, Oh Jesus, all of this is, you know, all in Scorpio going to be super intense. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think, Gemini, I, I, yeah, it's just a different, 
a different vibe, but. Well, I, you know, in an episode I'm not going to go back and listen to, uh, <laughs> Venus, like, Venus and Gemini was one of the first placements that I really, really struggled with where I'm like, I'm Venus ruled and this isn't fair. I'm not a person who I don't cheat on my boyfriend, like mm-hmm. that whole thing. And it's like, I, it's a placement that I've really, really come to enjoy in my chart because I think it's where a lot of my fun comes from. Um, and I sure. don't like to tell people that cause I like to publicly hate on Gemini's, but, um, <laughs> um, but like, you know, I think this, this, um, retrograde there's so many like things about it that I've been thinking about anyway just because I have this placement and so it's like I'm excited to kind of see where it leads everyone online obviously is being like this is going to be huge it's life altering and it's like in my first house and I'm like you know what like I actually I'm really excited about it because I had a lot of that doom and gloom outlook when I first like discovered this transit in my natal chart Mm -hmm. and or the placement and like, I'm not gonna, I changed my mind. So I'm not gonna like, let it color me as like, Oh, this is going to be the worst. I'm probably going to lose an eye or whatever. (laughs) Well, that's the most Gemini thing I think possible too, especially in the first where it's like, Oh, you can just change your mind or change your Mm -hmm. attitude about something or like take a different stance on something and not, uh, (laughs) I mean, not to say not consider the consequences, but that is your right as a thinking person is mm-hmm. to be like, oh, there's a different side to this and I could choose to ch- take it at any point. Mm-hmm. Well, and like, you can choose what, de- like, not what defines you, but what elements that feel happy and good for you. And I think also, again, the highlighting the dangers of these generalized astrological breakdowns of people of like calling Venus Gemini people cheaters or this type of sign like cold or shitty or whatever like I mean again it's it's for people to break it down easily right and it's easier just to go like here's this one sentence and this is all it is there's no dynamicness to this that is what it is um so I think it's cool this time or like I guess this time around too since it is your first house of like well this is what it is for me and it's actually something that I'm like proud of in myself and fuck everybody else I guess like who cares like the North Node's going to be there, and like oh, that, yeah. that, you know, eventually, I guess after the retrograde or before, well, it will they will be conjunct at one point, mm-hmm. and so like that's awesome, you know, mm-hmm. like that that's like a really fortunate placement. So I love that. Well, it's just, I mean, I think it's setting up with the yeah with the nodes moving into Gemini and Sagittarius setting up those new eclipse accesses and then this retrograde and I mean everything it's so funny because it's like someone I did a Skype show and or I did a Zoom show and someone was half joking but also serious and we had texted about someone else this is a separate person but someone else being like astrologers like did you see this in your charts and and Mm -hmm. someone on this Zoom show was like why didn't I read about COVID-19 in my, my horoscope? And I was like, that's not like, first of all, that's not a ding on any horoscope writers. It's like, who would write this week? You're going to experience a global pandemic. Like that's like not what horoscopes are, are for, but also it's like, these are things that these are kind of like trends that people have been talking about for a while that we're now seeing. We couldn't have, we couldn't have anticipated how they would be uh, unfolding, but it is interesting to see these things kind of shifting. And especially now with these like 
protests of freedom and this, these like real philosophical, short-term, long-term kinds of discussions. And I feel like right now we're going to get into a lot of uh, what is just headier kind of discussions of, uh, you know, you know, what is freedom? What is essential? What's not? When are we opening things? Mm-hmm. And even just these ideas of being kind of rele- relegated to being in your neighborhood versus traveling. Interna- what are, what's international versus local? What are these kinds of ideas? Well, too? Yeah. One of the things is also like um, thinking about Jupiter, you know, going into Capricorn from Sagittarius, like it's not like obviously Jupiter is more comfortable in Sagittarius and we're seeing all of these things. I actually just listened to this on the astrology podcast, but like that the main things that are really, really getting affected right now are those Jupiterian qualities, education, long, long distance travel, like, um, you know, up here, all the brain, like all your, where your head goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like all the, the catch fire catching of the virus expanding, like all that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's really interesting to see. Um, and, and I think there were astrologers that definitely had some like warnings about 2020. No one was like, it's going to be, you're going to get sick, but like, no, our year ahead was like, I don't know. It doesn't seem fabulous by anything. Yeah, we were like, something's going to happen. We can't say what it's going to be. Also, that's the thing. Here's the flip side. If a fucking astrologer, even if they predicted a pandemic and said it in those words, pandemic, pandemic, it's so irresponsible to make people go into fear mode, I think, as well. I think you can comment on big shifts that will definitely happen. And I think every astrologer did. It was like, yeah, Saturn and Pluto, obviously. From historical context, big shit seems to happen then. So keep our eyes peeled. <laughs> like, but I think mm-hmm. to make people, you can't make people afraid. Like, you just can't, especially about the unknown. Well, we can look back and go, yeah, that makes sense. And guess what? Next time Saturn and Pluto conjunct, let's maybe be prepared for whatever that means. Like, it's it, just also to me speaks to this fundamental misunderstanding of how these types of tools are supposed to be used religion included, even though I don't like to, to conflate astrology and religion. I think people do do that for sure. But it's this idea of like, it's not there to tell you exactly what's going to happen. It's there to tell you the conditions that are happening around you and how to utilize or prepare mm-hmm. yourself for un- quote-unquote unfavorable conditions or things like that is this the day it's the weather mm-hmm. or whatever and so a weather a weather person can say oh there's like a storm system coming in but they also can't predict it still is happening when when it's happening nobody says like oh by the way you know or when they do they're like by the way this hurricane is going to be worse could be worse than normal. These things are converging. People still aren't leaving their houses and people are still staying behind and doing things or whatever. And some people are like, oh, I I bought groceries for whatever I prepared. It's mm-hmm. we, we were being told about, even not astrologically, we were told about this kind of stuff. And some people went out and started preparing early. And some people were like, no, this isn't a big deal. It's all just how you, how you respond to being told what likely conditions are going to be around you. Mm-hmm. Totally. The astrology podcast also discussed. I know we're supposed to be talking about Venus, but I these are things I found really interesting. Um, the Saturn moving into Aquarius and like, uh, 
you know, we get a lot of questions about people's Saturn returns, especially like as they're approaching. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way they kind of framed it was that for our Saturn and Cap generation, like this is like the demarcation of the end of your Saturn return, you know? And and Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see, obviously, I think everyone knows that there's potentially a second wave and we're going to see Saturn come back into Cap one more time. And so we might see one more... uh, emotional or physical like representation of our Saturn return but this this pandemic being such a big thing in someone's life and being at an age where you can understand it it kind of is like a good marker for here like this is the end that now I'm an adult like I I took care of this on my own I did this I stayed in this house and I like took care of my house and did my shit and took care of my dog and took care of my relationships and And, like, I don't think I really saw myself as an adult before this, whereas I think the new new Saturn generation, the Aquarius, it's going to be the beginning of their adulthood, where it's like, Mm. oh, I know, I got thrown into this thing, and I was just old enough to understand and, like, take care and whatever, and it's like, so I think that's a very interesting distinction and something that we get questions on a lot. So, I mean, obviously, this is going to be a huge thing that marks time in our minds where people are going to say before this and after this pandemic mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's where even listening back to like the first Venus retrograde episode, I'm I'm just so grateful for everyone that listens to this and has grown with us. Like I'm like, holy shit. Like, not that we're wildly different, but there is a lot of changes that have happened between all of us, between all the three of us as as friends and podcasters and also just in our personal lives. It and now being aware, I mean, awareness is, you know, they always say like, if anything, awareness, but awareness is the key. Cause I think that was the first time Venus retrograde was really aware in our astro minds and something we are really conscious of. And it felt so doom and gloom because that's what it's marketed as. And also Scorpio, it wasn't easy, at least for me and I'm sure other people, but then looking back on these cycles, like I went and looked back on like, when was Venus retrograde in 2015? And, uh, and in 2017, and I was like, whoa, like, it's so, f- in some ways, like, I know it's great to do the auspicious dates and look ahead with astrology, but there is something magically beautiful about letting life happen, and then looking back, and then, like, journaling the fuck out of it, like, I mean, the 2015 one was literally when I was decided I was gonna break up with my boo, but we moved to LA together, and that retrograde moment was going back in, and determining what I want, and what I had to do to to get there 2016 no retrograde that's when the breakup happened because i was like yeah let's go let's activate this shit like i went in now i'm out let's go and then 2017 i started a new relationship and there was a uh, retrograde in the early part of the year when i was just starting and it was like during that time i felt good and i think there's something to be said that if if the things that are happening around you your desires those venusian things are feeling good even during a retrograde you're on the right path right or there's something that's like to be said like okay good but it is like all retrogrades it's a time to check in and if things aren't aligning with your values with your your way of life with whatever it is it's gonna come out like that's just what's gonna like that's what we're gonna be dealing with you know what's really interesting about thinking about looking back and I think it can be really helpful um using some of these practices in that way I was on like a Zoom call and I was shuffling my tarot cards and like kind of drawing cards and I started getting distracted from the Zoom and I was like, this is rude, put it down. And I I had drawn like five cards and 
So I scooped them up like in order or whatever, left them face up on the deck and I stuck it in my drawer. And then the next day when I, and I was like for the, in the moment, like I was thinking like, Oh, for today, like in the moment, the next day when I came back and looked at it, I was like, this is so fucking yesterday. This is like exactly so fucking yesterday. So yesterday. So yesterday. <laughs> Caller Hillary Duff. <laughs> you know that's my ringtone, right? No, right now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Shut it has been for years. For always. But I never bring her on. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I, if I had read that spread as it was happening, I probably wouldn't have, mm, like, mm-hmm. gotten the same information where I was like, oh, yeah, I did. The ta- It was the tower yesterday. Like, I would have been like, no, it's fine. My foundations are strong and, like, the tower's not coming. Like, But I was like, yeah, it was the tower yesterday. That's crazy. Like, Well, I think it, that speaks to and that's why, like, retrograde periods happen and I think it's, like, different things different times for people and because it's happening and that's why we look to where it's happening in your chart specifically personally for you because that will clue you into where this is. But I was just listening to a podcast about um, apologizing this morning. And one of the things was, um, which I haven't finished it yet, but highly recommend spoiler. It's of course, Brene Brown, but, um, what? Brene? they were talking, I know you're <laughs> I'm, kidding. Uh, I'm just like, keep bringing her name up to manifest that she'll come. Also, on. can you guys uh, DM? Anyways. Can you guys like comment on her post? Like you should go on what's your sign podcast. Yes, please. Yeah. Or, like be what's like, your- Signer army of something I heard on what's your sign? <laughs> not to be creepy, but we're gonna flex that way. Why not? Like, go for it. I feel like that's the only way she's gonna do it because she might also hate the idea. But I do think that we would have a lot. She would eventually love it and whatever. But one of the things they were bringing up was this idea of um, like an apology, and uh, apology has to kind of be separate from any sort of criticism about that person's behavior or like the follow-up stuff is like a separate conversation. And I think that a lot of the stuff that happens for retrograde sometimes we're uh, it's a quote unquote easier retrograde because we're more reflecting on where we're being shown how past actions have actually brought us to where we're at now. And we get to see that our values are in alignment. Um, But other times you're like in it and that's not the time to like be critical or reflect on it. It's the time to like, you're in crisis mode and you can't be, you're not in, in a receptive space. So like something like a tower energy, it's like, yeah, when you're falling from the tower, no, it's not helpful to be told, oh, hey, just guess, guess what? It's a tower moment. Like you're like, yeah, no, <laughs> shit, I'm falling to my death right now. I know it's a goddamn tower moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's not, exactly it. It's not the time to be, it's the time for someone to be like, hey, I'm going to, hey, we're going to help catch you. Or like, I'm calling the ambulance. So we can clean up the mess. And it's not like whole thing how to tower too. It. It's yeah. like this. This is gonna happen, and it's gonna go. It's gonna pass, and it's gonna. You know, that's the whole thing. So it's like, but you're not able to do that when it's it, when it's happening IRL in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even that again, there's like things of like how do we use astrology? But to me, my favorite part is the looking back and the seeing. Oh, this is what was happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, there. That's only once you're in a place to be able to even denote different periods of time different relationships break it when you're in the relationship you're not like oh this is my reflecting time to whatever you're like oh I need to like do triage and figure this out and I never thought of doing tarot that way though yeah like oh to lay out some cards and leave them for the next day it's kind of interesting (laughs) what if they like toy story it and they like flip by themselves like overnight in the drawer I would love that 
Well, because that's the thing too is like if during that time where I was moving and I had all these like apps and things, I mean like Venus retrograde, honey, time to break up. I'd, I'd, I don't know, some weird competitive side of me would be like, no. (laughs) Or you wouldn't have learned what you needed to learn, arguably. And that's where, you know, fate and free will and all of these kinds of things get into it. But it is like where the astrology also is based on the on the premise that we do have free will and you can make your own decisions. So it's not saying that it's like, oh, you're going to break up because it's Venus retrograde. It's you these things you're perhaps situations are going to arise or you are going to be having thoughts that make you consider these things but the choice is yours to do with that what you will mm-hmm. you know I, I this this pan this quarantine time has made me realize some things that I feel like are already like oh I don't know how I could be honest with myself once quarantine is over having figured out these things of like health, or whatever, like I had a realization about like exercise that I had not made any kind of place in my life really for exercise prior to this. And then looking back on like almost every period of my life until recently, I've been extremely active for like almost like when I was dancing mm-hmm. and that, you know, you'd have practice in the morning, you'd have practice at night. I'm like, I was, I was exercising like eight hours a day. And, and I don't know if that's necessary necessarily, <laughs> but also I know that that's like when my mind starts working. So for me to go mm-hmm. back and be like, oh, I don't need to exercise would be so intellectually dishonest with myself. But I don't know. You don't know that in your in your day when you're just like getting through. Well, we you also, know, it's, cha- we can change our perspective on what exercise or, you know, insert anything sure. like this means to us. Like some, I think a yeah. lot of the time it's marketed, like it's this thing that we're all doing and you have to do it to be healthy and you have to do it because it, you have to spend, I mean, I'm having these realizations of like how much shit I can do at home and how much shit uh, I don't. I mean, I love my yoga teachers and I love my Pilates teachers, but I think I have this idea of like, if I don't go to the place and show up, I'm not doing it because at home I won't do it. And it's like, oh, I just need – I think my home used to be this space where anything goes and it's my safe space and I relax. But now I need my home to be like my office and my gym. And I'm I'm ready to take those things out of quarantine and out of the pandemic and make my home this space that's yes for relaxing, yes a sanctuary, yes all these things, but also a place that makes me feel – like where I do the things I want to do and that I don't have to find external places if I can't have it or like adding or even just adding in like God, 20 minutes. Like it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be this whole mm-hmm. orchestrated ordeal, like dancing, zumbaing, whatevering yoga. It's like, it's just fun and it feels good or taking what I've been getting up in the morning and taking walks when it's quiet and cold. I got this Fitbit. Oh my God. I love this Fitbit. Love steps. Love tracking my sleep. Yes, I'm part of the surveillance society, but, you know, I, I think it's fascinating because it makes my Aries moon competitive with myself to get up and go walk around. And I need, I'm sorry, I'm a bull. I need to be prodded. I need reminders. And I love that it's, it's me doing the reminding with like a little aid. Um, sorry to steal your mojo on that, but I totally no. agree with you on all the, that, well, that just doctrine these things of, of like the it's the break from it. It's not the, like, it makes sense that you would, I wouldn't have had these realizations had I not been in this position to have the, like, discrepancy between those two realities. And not to say, like, oh, 
I'm so glad there's a pandemic by any means or anything, but it is that idea of just like, oh, we need periods of reflection Mm -hmm. because that's what they're for. They're for either realizing that something needs to change or for looking back and realizing, oh, I've created context. Oh, these systems are working. Isn't that great? It's like performance reviews or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you need to do them. People don't do them when they're having good performance or they feel like it's not necessary sometimes, but sometimes it's just as necessary when things are going right to confirm, Hey, these things are working. Like you're doing a good job. Good for you. Like keep, keep it up. Mm -hmm. I think too, with exercise, it's such, it's marketed to us as such a weight loss and all that. And like, it's really more of a mental health thing that you, it's a gift that you give to yourself. And not everyone is able to exercise in the same way. Like, the, you know, we all have different bodies and like, there are certain things that just work for you that don't work for others. I'm never going to be a runner. You know, that's just not my thing. I'll walk, I'll walk forever, but I'm just never, it's really just not my thing. I love swimming, but obviously I can't do that right now. So it's like finding what works for you and finding ways. And that's like, I really value like doing the online exercises and stuff. And like, I I don't know if I would be able to get through this without having that as a release for myself. Like, I know a lot of people aren't doing that, and that's totally cool, too. But for me, like, it provides a sense of normalcy in my brain for 25 minutes to an hour a day. Mm-hmm. I just – it's just – wild how I, I used to think of this thing as like, oh, I can't do this at home. Like, I gotta be outside because that's yeah. where that's where that takes place. Not in here. And it's like, you know, your home can be a home gym, a home cook, chef's kitchen. It can be like what you want it to reflect of you. And I think that's been a really just super trippy ass experience. Well, it's also so like, oh, like sometimes I'm like, I don't want to, uh, my I don't want my room to smell or like, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like, yeah, you, you have body smell. Like that's, yeah. it's like, we're all getting comfortable with our smell of our breath in the mask. I know exactly mm-hmm. when I didn't brush my teeth, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, ugh. or even I, just having to like rearrange your space. Like I have to move my table onto the couch and move this mm-hmm. to here. And Pablo now does yoga with me, which is very cute because he likes it at home because it's private and not in the class where people are doing headstands. And it's like, what is this headstand person doing? Which is all good if you can headstand because that's your own right. But for people maybe a shyer or like it's new, this is like a great chance to do something you've been afraid to do before. Not as comfortable to pay money to do or, you know, whatever that look or carve out or rush home from work in traffic. I mean, there's so many factors that are now alleviated. And again, these are all from places of like downtime and relaxing and like all happy, good things. But it's yeah, I mean, it's like it's interesting that now this Venus retrograde is during this time. And of course, as you know, all the Internet sites are like, good thing your wedding's canceled because, you know, Venus retrograde would have meant blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, my God, can you guys like really uh, we're going to rub the salt in like all these yeah. fucking brides and grooms wounds like. Chill the also, fuck if you want a headstand. You know, start on a wall, start with tripod. Ooh. Yes. Um, no, I love I love all of this and I think that it does fit with this Venus retrograde thing because it is, you know, in the sign of Gemini. Um let's before we well, so we can just do some it. Stats. Let me get stat, oh stat hold on. I do want to mention that I have been doing the self-tanner. Um, every day. And I know that Venus is turning retrograde. So I need some accountability from y'all if I start to look more. (laughs) Which one are you using? I'm this is the first time I've ever considered doing it because I just am like, do I look 
more tan. I guess not really in this lighting, but it does from where I'm sitting. I was going to say, the lighting's look, not helping not right now. Tan. But yes, you don't look not tan. Um, I use, and this is not a recommendation. I want you to know it's just something I had in my... I ran out of lotion. It's the only one I had in my bathroom. Is it hemp? I don't. I don't know. I love hemp, though. <laughs> I don't necessarily like this self tanner, and I'm not saying you should go buy it. I use the Jergens Wet Skin. It is a. Um, you're supposed to put it on um, before you really dry off from the shower. Oh. So it's supposed to go on wet skin. That's why it's called the wet name. skin. Got it. Um, I It's supposed to make a lock-in <laughs> hydration and create a gradual subtle color. Here's the bottle. Okay. Um, I do... The one thing I really like about it is putting it on wet, like when it's really hot out. You, when you dry off afterwards, you feel like you've cooled down so much because it like it's I, you know how like sometimes when you put on face mask, your like face feels really cool afterwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, too. Yeah. oh, yeah. So it, it's kind of like a that vibe. So I'm really loving that for summer. Um, I am concerned because it's a bit patchy, a mm. bit patchy. Not sure if it's my application or if I'm too wet or what the <laughs> issue is on that. Oh, I'm going to throw this in my... I like this Venus Retrograde um, unboxing haul right now. Dark to medium is what I'm doing. They, I'm assuming, have medium to dark, which I'll probably go to next. And that's when you guys will say, Lisa, you've done enough self-tanner. Oh. I don't know. I I, I don't know if you can enough. I mean... I I don't know. What about, like, neck to face it area gets complicated what do I, there. and i don't know how much i'm doing this every other day because I bet i'm there, trying to not i bet there's a face neck option i bet there has to be a product is. that is specialized in the face neck there's got to be a youtube video of like a, a how-to thing too i mean there's also parts of my back that i can't reach we're just letting you need that the, happen you need the spray do you remember the sprays okay. I, yeah yeah okay because this is true saturn Aquarius back again because I feel like last Saturn Aquarius time 90s was we were all self tanning we were all spray spraying ourselves I feel like it was a way more at home situation I mean I'm about to order some really nice press-ons your press-ons impressed me oh um, are you ordering impress what are you getting impress no, is happy sale I think when I order from color camp where I got that fancy yeah, manicure yeah, great you got them for me. And I got awesome. mm-hmm. that that manicure lasted like a month so long. plus. I was I mean it was expensive, but if it's gonna stay that long and have custom nail art and I and I fucked up, I did too many customs. That was the issue. I like, how that's, it's expensive. You just have to get one of those little jewels and that's like So they're a selling sets of with- sets of ten cool, like one like that's like red gradient polka dots, some that's tie-dye. I emailed to make sure I'm like, this is for 10 nails, right? And they're like, yes, it's for 10 nails. And it's like 50 to 60 bucks. But you mail back. They do a measuring. You mail it back. And they send back your nail shape and size and do everything. Because I might just want this for the, like, pandemic aside, this might just be nice to have for the future. When I'm like, in between, I want to save money. Have a a freshie. Well, I do recommend getting some cheapo ones and playing around with them before you get your nice set because ooh. learning how to do the glue and everything, it, there is a learning curve. Learning like what you can do with them mm-hmm. on is also a learning curve. Um, but I do recommend if you can find the Kiss nail glue that has a brush in it, it's so much easier. It's like doing nail polish before instead of like squeezing the glue out. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then my friend Madison Shepard, who is on our live episode, Woo. she's the queen of press on nails. She's so good at them that hers always looks supernatural. She does the sticker and the glue. That's oh, her too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, while while we're on a product haul, these are not ads, but if you um maybe one day. Um, uh, but I, my hair was just feeling real. I'm just missing salons. I'm missing having things. Per recommendation of Sweet Chiterian co-host Kate Santos, order myself some Olaplex uh, sure. revitalization. Did a deep soak treatment that I'm going to be on once a week. I swear my split ends disappeared. I think it like rebonded that shit like no one's business. It also just smelled like I had got a nice treatment at a salon. Like it had that that whiff of like salon product that I just miss. I love that smell. And it's just something I would have never done before. Like my instinct would be like, oh, I'm going to outsource this. I'm going to go to some, I'm going to go to the professionals. I'm like, oh, I can work this into my life during core and post core. Just these home really see things these little hacks i can do from home and i know people have been doing these things but this is new territory for me and i'm loving it i will say just a product warning Uh do do love olaplex be careful for any listeners out there um do be wary of doing too high um protein treatments in hair if you're wanting to repair damage too much protein actually does the opposite and can cause more breakage so it sounds like you're not doing it too much you've done it the first time you're fine you're in good shape but just anyone listening out there i'm just imparting some hair salon wisdom i'm not gonna overdo but i'm gonna mix it in when i have like a day where i'm like i'm gonna let this sit and soak on my head because because you have it's the same issue and this is why i would never done this before is like you have to do it on wet hair not shampooed conditioned let it sit, then go about your business as normal, which is something if I would have read that, I'd been like, no, I'm going to do this in the sh- in one foul swoop in the shower, doing all these steps out out of my normal routine wouldn't do. So that's my that's my also protocol, not sponsored, but a new a new well, beauty routine in my in my core. I think all of these do speak to oddly the Venus retrograde in Gemini because it is about your like local mm. thing so it's it's you know we're figuring out again not uh, this is for sure coming from a place of privilege of of having a home and all of these things too so i know that that's not what everyone is dealing with but it is i think calling attention to what things you like locally what is available to you right in your in your immediate home what's in your neighborhood what you know I even just taking walks and stuff it's like oh there's so many little markets that are right by Mm -hmm. uh my apartment that I never use because it's not like a big Mm -hmm. not even because it's not big but it's like the Vons is on my way home right from work or whatever and and now it's like oh I can walk we can walk down to that little thing and pick up milk real quick and all of it like just seeing what is what is immediately available to you and what can be done in your local thing. And then, of course, there are certain things that cannot that need to be that you need to travel to do. But what is what is available to you here right now? And do you put any value? I think something that we're recognizing the the kind of um, the cost of a lot of things is that uh a lot of people don't take advantage of the things that aren't that are specific to their neighborhoods and their areas and what's available there and we're always looking like oh well that's what what does new york have what Mm. does this place have what what is this i want that thing i want i want something that isn't 
natural to my immediate environment to be in my environment. And that's where we see, uh, you know, of course, that's like beautiful. And that's like what travel is for, too. But it's not that's what travel is for, not for forcing your neighborhood to be something that it's not. Oh, my God. So thinking of this, this is something that Scott and I can kind of complain about on a lot of vacations. And apologies if anyone like owns or works in a space like this. (laughs) I understand where you're coming from. But um, one of the things that I found really irritating the last few times I've traveled is that because of like the I, the globalization and everything, we, we're able to see what other people are doing. And every like bar or restaurant is this fucking like industrial like mm-hmm. restoration style. And it's like every popular place is that and it's craft beer and it's this and that and it's well, it's cool to try craft beer from a different place in every, like, city or whatever. We love tasting the beer, but the whole thing about craft is that you're different. Not that it's, like, here, here's the Miller Lite uh, background for you to drink our special craft beer in, where everyone has the same hanging plants and, like, succulents and whatever, Mm. and it's just, like, it's kind of frustrating because, you know, I'm sure that, like, in Kentucky it would be nice to feel like I'm not in LA, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's exactly. kind of, it's kind of like coming back to those things that make your culture, your culture and not like taking other people's stuff and making yeah. it. Well, yeah. that's even in yeah. Chicago, I'm like, I'm going to take you guys to a dive bar. Like it's going to be, yeah. there's going to be like weird uncles in here, you know, like that's the that's culture. What I like. like this yeah. is for the culture. But no, it's like, well, it's also because you're like, oh, this is just what marketing and all these other things have told you, like, the kids like this. And you're like, I don't know, what happened to just picking a good old theme or a good old bar name and just like roll with that? Like, we're the Betty Boop bar. I don't know. Everything's covered in Betty Boops. Like, oh, <laughs> just, I mean, don't take that idea. Actually, fu- sorry. Trademark, Trademark uh, Betty Boop. <laughs> <laughs> But it is, it's all of these things. It's the, you know, I, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but it's now that people know you can be a famous something or you can have a brand, you can be an internet bar that everybody like blah, blah, blah. Comes to branding. take a picture, buys one drink, leaves. It's, I'm, I'm sorry because I know that this is, is, is not available to everybody, but the, it used to be that that's why you moved to a fucking city. Right, that's what I'm saying. If you didn't want to go to cool places, you (laughs) stayed in your fucking Ohio city. And not to say that there aren't cool places. Ohio, Ohio, someone's Indiana. Indiana, is that better? I don't know. (laughs) And it's like that's how you knew. I mean, and not to say I think there are great things of like finding communities because there are cool people everywhere. I don't mean to say that you can't be a cool person and not do that, but it's like if you wanted those experiences or whatever, like you went to those places, that's the benefit. That's the trade-off. You don't get, you don't get the space. You don't get cheap housing. You don't get the stuff because you've traded it for mm-hmm. coming to being in these epicenters. And, and I think while there is again, great uh, benefit to globalization and to, to spreading that information to other places, because people know now, I think people, it makes people feel less alone and they're aware that there are weirdos everywhere and you can find a community. But also at the same time, it's that where it's like, yeah, I don't want to go to, I don't want to go to 
an LA bar in every city that I go to. That's why you go and travel. What's the point of traveling if if it's not going to be representative of the place that you're going to? What like what happened to having? And I was about to say that it's like it's recognizing what makes your place individual and special and that. And I do feel like this is that's a very Gemini Sagittarius kind of. Uh, lesson or whatever because it's like yeah you can't I mean some people travel the world all the time but it's like that's why you go the point of it is to expand what you are aware of it's not to be you don't yeah you don't go to to be the same well it's 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 complicated right because like I get why I get why you want you want to bring that there maybe you can't afford to move maybe you can't afford to do this absolutely but then also like and I'm just maybe thinking of like documentaries I've watched of like Paris is burning or like queer based documentaries where that pilgrimage to New York or LA or Chicago or the big city is um, in search of yourself, in search of a journey, in search of knowing like I've come here to this sacred space where I'm allowed to be myself, maybe a little bit more than my smaller town. And of course I should be allowed to be myself in the smaller town. But there is like that like vintage romanticness of ha- of um, finding your people, right? And mm-hmm. and yeah, it'd be great if you can have your people everywhere. But well, I don't know. I'm from a I'm from a suburb of Chicago, and like when I see these like basic moms I went to high school with like blogging, I'm just like, oh, I'm like like they're in well, LA. It's like it's, it's weird. I don't know. I, I there has to be. I if there's a term for this phenomenon, please enlighten us because it. I know what you mean, and there I see the pros and the cons. But sure. like I like I, think I like the idea of like yes, it's about culture, right? And like, is it does it does an LA bar feel as exciting for people coming out of town to LA if they have these LA bars in in Kentucky? Well, oh my god, like, Kentucky's gonna go off thing. on this fucking uh, <laughs> and Ohio gonna go it's off. Because it was I want to feel like I'm in Kentucky. In Kentucky, but, yes. Yeah. Sorry, it's my I yeah, I no. took it to a I took it to a call out <laughs> place, and only because I think that Ohio can handle it. But you okay? can insert they, like <laughs> they went to Cleveland on The Bachelor for one of their away vacation <laughs> things. They're, Ohio's doing just fine. Um, but it's interesting that downtown LA is now feeling a lot like Brooklyn, New York, right? Like that is also a vibe that's There's a unique. difference between influenced by trends and trend setting. Like, of course, the big cities set the trends and people see them and whatever. But I think it's more like uh, you shouldn't. Yeah, Kentucky shouldn't be expected to keep up with trends at a New York level because mm-hmm. it's not that's not what we're looking to them for. We're looking to places for their individual purposes. You go and then you're inspired by that and you bring back, you don't not, not in a culturally appropriative way in a way that is, Oh, I went and I now think of, Oh, I've never seen someone using mint in this way. I've never, if I hadn't, if I hadn't went to Kentucky and had a mint julep, which is a local specialty, I wouldn't think of my own thing that uses California products and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like the and don't order it. mint juleps at bars, even <laughs> if they're on the menu. It's fucking so annoying to make them, and especially if it's busy. Okay, that's. I will say, cool. southern like southern vibe places, I feel like are the most at like utmost appropriate like I feel like that's the one I see the most in any in New York or LA where it's like and it's like where my friends would be like we want to go to this new restaurant Uh uh-huh it's like it's this new down home southern I'm like no it's not Mm -mm. no it is not (laughs) (laughs) and maybe but then if you go well wait no the chef's actually from North Carolina and he uses mom's recipes and I go oh okay okay you brought me back in so like now we have something different here 
there's something authentic. There has to, we know when things are being inauthentic mm-hmm. on some level, whether it's intellectual or on a gut level. And I think that what we're talking about with these like people that are blogging and this is that it's like they're cherry picking the parts of this thing, which is fine. And everybody does, again, like not everybody is expected to be a fucking influencer. And that's the, I think that's the thing that people Mm. need to be reminded of is that like most people are just going to be, live their lives and they're going to go to their jobs and they're going to do the thing and you like what you like and that's fine. And, and Mm -hmm. you, it doesn't, not every fucking place has to be the fucking place. If you want it to be the place then that's a different thing. But it's like picking these things of like, oh, I have to be into this because it's whatever, as opposed to like, well, do you like, do you like the things that these represent? And that's why it used to be when you'd go to the city, it would be like, yeah, because I want to be surrounded by queer culture and, and diversity and, and whatever. And again, not to say that those things happening in smaller cities aren't good because it, you shouldn't have to go as far because there are things local to you that you can also do. So I think there's a difference between like making false city culture versus cultivating local Mm, community around you. And what's the, right now what we've been doing is making Brooklyn places in every city across Mm. America, Mm. in every little bumfuck town. Whereas instead of saying, Oh, what are these amazing resources? Maybe there's people, there's smart, there's smart, cool people everywhere that can create things. And we should be, encouraging that and asking them to make things for our places yeah I think too and I don't know if I kind of derailed the conversation (laughs) from visiting our local spots and and doing our best to not spread the virus you know as we were um with the Venus in Gemini I think um there there is going to be this kind of vibe of uh like once we're allowed to do things, which things are opening up in various states and like people are going to have different responsibilities and are going to be allowed to do different things. I think there is going to be an instinct to like, all right, let's do it. Let's go like see our friends. And it's very Gemini to me to be like, Mm -hmm. let's party and have fun and laugh together and like be together. And I think thinking of Gemini as that mirror is like thinking about the other side of that. And like, I know we're all, all three of us are very concerned about what's happening globally. And so is almost everyone that I've seen out. Some people are not, do not seem to be concerned, but most of the people seem to be concerned. And so I think like having that reflection of like, okay, not only like what impact is this going to have on my health and the health of my friends and the health of the people around me, but also like something Stevie was saying, I think it might've been on a Patreon episode, but like, am I going to feel good after this? Like, am I going to be afraid? Am I going to feel anxious? Am I going to worry about what I just did? Um, it's kind of like a hangover, you know, from, from mm-hmm. when you have a really fun night and the next morning you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm never drinking again or whatever. It's like that mirror reflection. So I think we're going to see some duality happening with the, with the retrograde. Totally. Sure. Well, even just on one last restaurant note, um, <laughs> even like, I think this neighborhood thing, I think sometimes, you know, with Gemini behavior, everyone's like, they're just so wild and out there in this. But I feel like Gemini's also really want to get to like, like, in a weird way, get to the chase, know what's up. Um, they do like what they like. And that's why like, they like they love that community of like meeting at that same bar or meeting at that same restaurant or like doing those sorts of things. And if you want to introduce 
intro them to something new, they'll go there too. Like they'll do whatever they're open. But I think even now in LA, it's just funny to see what restaurants and things, not that this is a reflection on you, but I'll get to my point. I'll stop to join, but of like what kitschy places, right? Places that were just there to like take pictures. Maybe it's like a cannabis infused restaurant that you go to take pictures at with bongs. I uh, probably know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, are you really going to get takeout from there? Are you really going to go to the places that are just with neon signs and shitty food? Museum of ice cream. Are mm-hmm. you just going to go to the museum <laughs> of ice, get takeout from the museum of ice cream? Like, and it, it's just interesting to see what these things that worked before we had to be local, um, aren't really working right now. They don't work in a society like this. They don't work in a, I ha- I have to walk here or I don't want to go too far or I want to like support really local things that have been in my community for a long time or have this. And it's, that was my only, like that just sparked like that thought of like totally. these flashy things don't really fucking matter right now. Well, it is like a not, and again, not, uh, I mean this just for, I mean this like punching up, not punching down, but it's like, yeah, we find out what's fucking essential. And yeah. that isn't like uh, I know things are closed and some and and people making money is essential for the way that we currently live in this society. But it's like mm, no, we don't really need that, and who cares? Well, uh, I think too. It's like understand, you know, wanting to support the people around you, local businesses, and everything. I left money for my mail carrier and a note, and like. Obviously, they didn't know there was money in there, and they kept like not taking it because it was a note. And I wrote like "take this" on the thing, but they kept like not taking it. And then today, I had to literally wait until like wait by the door until they came. I was like, "Take that! It's money for you." Mm-hmm. And then you know, it's like I think that um, supporting those local places and stuff, it, it feels good in a different way. It's like a mm-hmm. different. Like, I mean, it's not. I'm not comparing it to giving it to charity. I I probably should have been tipping my mailman male woman male person way before uh this happened but it is like valuing the essential things and the people that might be forgotten and like i also didn't want that money just sitting out there so i had to like it's just like uh um and this is like a big kind of like a, a white savior mentality thing too sometimes i think of like oh, there's children starving in Africa and that kind of yes. thing. Whereas, like, is your neighbor starving? Like, do you know your neighbors? Do you know your yeah. whoever? Like, and it's the, like, clean up, not, not clean up your side of the street, but it is a little bit like, hey, there's, like, immediate things that we could be doing right now, too. Or there's, like, things around there. I don't know. That's well, we're getting. I mean, yeah. So I've been watching a lot of Kid Nation for this project I'm working on, and it's 2007, 2008. That phrase of starving kids in Africa, Ethiopia, that rhetoric during this Bush era Iraq war is really prominent. It's like said often. And that was definitely, I think it's kind of faded out a bit now, but um, obviously it's like, there's a lot of inherent racism, obviously in that phrase. And um, yeah. And I think it just, there is some like othering, like of we're good. We being me as a national country like we good Mm -hmm. it's these other outsider things that need to be tended to but that's like it's not even our fault because it's a different country like that's not our fault like so i think there is like some like i want to be helpful to this other 
because I have nothing to do, but not my other, because I have nothing to do with that other. So I feel really good about myself that I'm just helping this, someone I don't even know, like so random of me. That is like super prevalent in early aughts language. And it's really fascinating. And I think it was also probably the peak of those commercials and all that kind of stuff of like, for 10 cents, you can be an asshole. (laughs) That feels good about yourself. Well, and also all of these things, I think, let's do the stats so we can keep talking about it. Um, So we're talking about Venus retrograde happening in the sign of Gemini. Uh, It will station retrograde on the 12th of May here in the Pacific um, at 22 degrees of Gemini. And this will be retrograde until the 24th of June, where it will station direct at five degrees of Gemini. Uh, as Lisa mentioned, the North node moved into Gemini on the 5th of May, uh, as well. So we, and then we're going to have the new moon in Gemini after that. So it's, and it's Gemini season, uh, the sun enters Gemini on the 20th, but we're going to have Mercury, aren't we? We will. Yes. That's going to be really fun too. Yes. We're going to have Mercury. It's going to be a real Gemini heavy Gemini season. Um, and then, like I said, the note, the node. Uh, axis changes north node in Gemini, south node in Sagittarius, and that will be there until 2022. So the next phases of eclipses, uh, about the year and a half, um, will all be in Gemini and Sagittarius. Uh, so it's you know we're seeing the themes starting now, but this Venus retrograde is is um, as we mentioned from that other episode that happens about every year and a half, two years, and so it's a, a bigger deal. But it's anything for your own specific chart. Look to where you have. Gemini, of course, 22, anything between 22 and 5 degrees, because that will be getting lit up. But if you have anything in your chart between 22 and 5 degrees, likely you do, um, that's where to look for where this is going to be very more prevalent, too, for what what transits will be happening specifically to your chart. I know that I definitely have stuff there. And I, you know, I think I try to I try to go really positive with um, when we're talking about stuff in the future because I don't want people to get scared because I'm a person that gets really scared and um, you know we have all been staying at home a lot and I think Venus is very home people home people that are around you very beauty and love and art and all the things that you bring to your home to make your home feel bright and and to make you feel comfortable and loved and like I think you know when I see a transit like Venus retrograde is coming over my natal Venus and and uh there's some nodal stuff I have Chiron there um it makes me feel like oh my boyfriend's gonna break up with me and it's like no it it's not that like don't don't put that energy out like Mm -hmm. if you think like if I think my boyfriend's going to break up with me, what did I do that I think that, you know what I mean? Why do I think that? Like I have to go down that hole of like, it's fine. You didn't do anything. You're, you're just anxious because you've been around no one else for the last Mm -hmm. three months. And like, it's scary. Like to think this person's been my whole world for Mm -hmm. literally my whole world for like months. And so it's scary to think about, but also like, try Gemini, try like thinking about the the opposite side, what, how we can like relax together and do, do more like Venus kind of retrograde looking back activities, look back at when we first started dating things that we really like to do together and, and try to like embody those things instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Venus, so this is from the astrology king, but Venus retrogrades 
only happens, it's like the least amount of retrograde for a planet. It only happens 7% of the time. Um, next up with Mars at 9%, the Mercury retrogrades happen pretty often at 19% of the year. So this, you know, this is a shakeup. It does feel, I think we'll, fe- we always like kind of feel it or notice it, or maybe, maybe not in ourselves, maybe other people. Again, if you Google like Venus retrograde, it's stereotypically the time to not do anything aesthetically shocking. Um, you might not like what you see, even if it looks fine. You might like home haircut and then be like, it looks like shit. And everyone will be like, it looks great. But it's just that, you know, it's that retrograde fog that can happen um so i mean again if you need a haircut and your hair is in your eyes and you're driving you fucking up the walls like by all means cut your hair but just but if you're like this is the time i'm gonna try a drastic new haircut maybe well and gemini too that man in the mirror energy where it's like you this might really be one where you're like i hate it i hate it and everyone else is like you look great and you're like i hate it like you know Mm -hmm. how like for me specifically Sometimes, like, I'll lose weight because of stress, and everyone will be like, you look great. And I'm like, no, like, just because I lost weight, it doesn't mean I look better. I actually feel worse. So, like, mm. don't don't place that on me where it's like, look how you're sick. Look how good you look, you know? Mm-hmm. I think we, I get that, too, with my voice gets raspy after I get sick, and people are like, ooh, sexy. I'm like, it's not sexy. I'm sick, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think uh, having that mirror effect, it definitely speaks to that. Have you guys looked at the the pat like the sky patterns for each planet like the like it almost looks like those like uh when you're a kid those graph pens that make the spiral um dance things oh i've seen yeah i've looked at that so like for venus it's really pretty it makes like a flower in the middle it's like a five point thing because venus retrograde um it has so it usually only goes retrograde in scorpio leo gemini aries and capricorn in 2015, it did start in Virgo, but it was, like, at zero. To, like, I think it, it was, like, on that edge. So, that technically, it, like, broke the rules of it. So, it's this five-plant plant, flower, flower thing. That's it, really interesting that it only happens in those signs for the most part. Yeah. It doesn't go retrograde in Libra, Sag, or Pisces. It will only go in Scorpio, Leo, Gemini, Aries, Capricorn because of the cycle. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's just yeah. – it always hits those same signs. I'm going to chat to the group, the picture, but it, what's cool is part of it, like why it looks like it does is it, um, it, it goes during the retrograde times, it goes in closer. Um, and it looks, and I think that's a good metaphor, I guess, of like what retrograde represents in that you're getting a closer look at, at all these ideals, all these ideals and all these things you think you want. And all those things you think look good on other people or look good on this. Um, once you like really look at, at yourself, like when you're forced to look at yourself, um, it, it just really like shapes up how you're going to feel about things. So I'm, I'll send you, but I really recommend looking at all the, um, I don't even, I don't know what you would call the term, like dance cycles or planet dance cycles. Each planet has one, but like Mercury is like, like a lot of spinnings. It's fast yeah. because it's always yeah. doing this. And then Mars has like a, just a different pattern and it looks a little more like Mar- Martian it, and it aggro. It look exactly like those things. Yeah. Those the spiral, yeah. spirograph. I have or a something. picture, but I don't know. You, I don't think you can see my phone from my computer. I think. Oh yeah. There oh, you go. Yeah, yeah. So that's like well, the I mean, cycles it- of it going in. Um, it's, it's really cool just because 
I mean, if you didn't believe in sacred geometry before, like you gotta, it, it's it's everywhere. It's so think shocking. Of why people, why they came up with what the planets are too. This wasn't like it's not like the Bible that they were gifted right. scrolls of like these are what the planets are. It's only from like watching it move, observing it day at night after night after night, and so you can see like in that bigger one but it's like oh yeah that makes sense why they why this one this planet is venus because of this look at this beautiful mm-hmm. like gentle more gentle yeah you get it yeah you know. well and also like venus i think it does get that rap of like flowers and love and this but it's what we want and i think sometimes we sh- can sugarcoat what we want and especially for women of like it'd be nice to have this and then when I think Venus retrograde can be a time where we go, I need this. Like, where's mm-hmm. my thing? What? I think it can pick up that Mars feeling that we usually, you know, associate to Mars of like demanding and this. And it's like, Venus should be able to confidently say what you want. And sometimes it needs, it means getting smacked on your ass a little bit to come to reconciliation with what that means for you. Well, I think it's a different, I think I always like the example of like, oh no, because it's like, oh no, I'm going to get broken up with. And that's like a, a fair way of thinking it, but it's also, I think, informative because you, the flip side of that is, oh, this is really important to me. Why is this important to me? And if I'm feeling this way, is that mean that there's something wrong or is this an indicator that my relation, I really value my relationship and the idea of losing that would be very painful to me. And then from there, you can investigate, oh, well, is it because I only feel valued when I'm in a relationship? Mm -hmm. Is it because I think that having a partner says something about me and that's more? Is it, am I worried that, like Lisa was saying, like, I didn't do anything wrong, so I can't actually be worried about this relationship. Am I worried about the concept of losing a relationship? And Well, how shitty would it be for a Venus Gemini person to get randomly dumped? Like, no, we're not going to talk about this. We're not going to like, you didn't give me any clues or warning signs. We didn't go to therapy. We didn't do any of like the things that you could do to like, no, it's being like caught off guard and it's surprising and a Gemini's quick and, and notices everything. And that would, and but sometimes it happens sometimes. Yeah, not to say that you will, but I'm just saying it can. It's not going to happen to me, but you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. it's not going to happen to you. But, but it's like, like you know. But that just goes to the un like. But those things, whether it's jobs or family or lovers, sometimes random shit. Sometimes the rug can be pulled from under us. It it happens retrograde seasons or not, and I think that is fair to say that maybe when we have these retrograde check ins, be like, hey, by the way, like. I would I would really like love to be communicated with if any if you're ever feeling um you're, you're one foot out the door or I would love to be this if you're ever doing this I would like especially Gemini Venus regardless if you're natal Gemini Venus or not I think this is the very communicative time um it might not come out perfectly but it needs to come out either way well it's well, the difference between projecting on projecting fear out and gathering information and Gemini is very curious and and loves information and the facts and the mm-hmm. stuff and that's not necessarily to say that they always <laughs> use the facts or that that they can't also manipulate said facts 
to to fit their agenda. But we can all do that. But it is it's this also it's this thing of like, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's let me ask a question. There's no stupid questions. I want to find out. I want to know. I want to discuss it. Let's let's be curious about these things. I think that's what I'm excited about this Gemini Venus retrograde is is being curious. The kind of like mantra I'm setting for myself for this one is like, don't be afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think too, like the the Venus being such a, a values placement, you know, and and we're kind of talking because we had a little tech difficulty. Uh, Julie and I were kind of talking about uh, while Stevie was trying to get back on about like finding out like your job isn't what you really thought your job was. Like mm-hmm. there's all this stuff with the reopening where it's like, I don't know if I want to go back to like being in public. Like, right. I don't know if I want to be around, like even if it is completely safe, I personally don't know if it's good for my mental health to be like, okay, that I'm, I'm touching people's hands and this has germs and blah, 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 blah. It's like, it might be fine, but also like if you if you don't feel good about it, if you're feeling anxious about it, that's valid, and you don't have to like that's a value to value mm-hmm. your health over whatever else. It it doesn't have to mean, and I think you know Venus can be money too. So I think we're gonna see a lot of that financial stuff happening in in people's lives and 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 globally. Obviously, as things reopen, the economy shifts and things change. And I'm not by any means like an astrology economist, but like, I think we'll see some shifts happening, but remembering that those, those values that you have too. Yeah. Well, that's for sure what we're seeing now. And I think it is important to remind ourselves that Venus is not just, you know, the easiest thing to paint it as is really one-to-one part romantic relationships, but it is, it is values. And I think that that's an important thing in, in any conversation uh, is, is that it is about, it's not about love. It's about values and and figuring out what if how we are conducting ourselves or whether that be in one-to-one relationships or our own things because it's I think we talk a lot about like Libra Venus which is that like partnership but there's also Taurus Venus too which is this is my these are the things that I these are the fruits of my labor these are the things that I dedicate my time and energy to this is where Venus is money it's where where, put your money where your mouth is what do you what do you actually like spending your research source what do you find valuable it's your stuff your things all of these things so it's like it's uh you know Lindsay Mack always talks about the the tarot can't can't only be one thing because it can't apply to everybody. So unless it applies to everybody, it's not true. And I think that's an important reminder mm. for this Venus retrograde because Venus Venus retrograde applies to you whether or not you are currently in a romantic relationship. And Venus has lessons for you whether or not you are currently partnered up or trying to partner up. You might not be dating at all, and that doesn't mean that you don't have values that you can still find things to to reflect and uh, re-en- re-engage with during this I time think too. too. I was looking at the allure. I think it was allure. Now I don't know because whatever. All of our computers went black at the same time, and we it was, it we, was had that power, we had that power. We had that power shirt brought to you by Jurgens. Um, <laughs> but I so I had the thing pulled up, but I don't remember exactly what website it came from. Sorry, um, but I think it was Allure magazine talking about. Uh, it might have been Cosmo. I don't know. Um, talking about Venus retrograde, and one of the analogies they used was dating a the same guy, but in a new pair of pants. Oh. And I think that's such a good, like, 
uh, frame for this where it's like, what are you, if you're looking for a romantic relationship and you know that this isn't necessarily a time that's super favorable for long-term relationships and it's kind of about reflection and maybe like seeing a lot of people from the past, like text you or message you, um, or comment on your Instagrams. Um, Ooh, I think, uh, well, that's very Gemini, right? But, um, mm-hmm. But I think like looking throw at the that, re- throw the react heart on the right. uh, the old things. I don't know if anyone's been watching Insecure. Really good new season. Just mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of Venus retrograde themes in this yeah. season of Insecure yes. by I think far. If you're looking for those relationships and you're really, what, I know I have a lot of friends that are like right now. It's really hard to be alone, and they're they're in their house by themselves all day, and it's really difficult and. There, it's craving that thing that that longing for someone for something to be there with you. And I think that looking to the past during this time and finding healthy and unhealthy habits that you've had with values, with relationships, with how you're valued in your relationships and the way people treat you can be really beneficial to growing a new relationship. It doesn't, I'm not saying like you should start a new relationship. I'm saying you should say, what was it about that person that ended up making me break up with them? And what kind of person do I want to be in order to find the next big thing for me? Mm. Well, and I, yeah, I mean, we talk about this so much when you think about past relationships and we talk about it with Mercury retrograde because that's another time when we can kind of have people come from our past. But I think it is a more proactive way would be to, yeah, like you were saying that like reflection and the, the also implementing a time to be kind to yourself with any disappointment there where you're finding that you haven't been living your values or that they haven't been this thing that you thought you wanted maybe isn't isn't fulfilling you as much it's such a huge thing now to think about getting into a relationship with someone that you would want to be in quarantine with I mean that is a big big thing where it's like you're not gonna know that on a first date you're not gonna know it on a second date and you're probably not gonna know it like you know I didn't know it before this started you know yeah, you couldn't know it. And it's also not a requirement, I think, either. Like, It, it doesn't it, have to be, it but it might have, be for you, but, you know? Yes, it might be for you, but it's also something It's something to keep in mind, and it's also something, to, I think, to think about right now, especially where it's like, oh, that idea of like, oh, am I sad because I'm missing this? Do I actually want to be with, like, would I want to, yeah, would I want a person that I just would I want to be with Carl no yeah to be all the time like reflecting where you have not been true to your values is really hard and sad and can be embarrassing and shameful or all those things too where it's like if in in the breakup scenario if you're realizing you've been with a person who isn't the person that you thought that's upsetting it's not easy and it's not easy to just be like oh you don't align with my values bye you have to like see if that if you want to change that or I'm I'm experiencing that with work stuff too where it's like oh I'm I've been putting myself in a position that isn't necessarily good for me and how does that make me feel about how I care about myself or that and is is that then a reflection of this needs to change or I need to change or both need to change it's all of these these it's a more complicated kind of alchemy than just, oh, break up with someone or, oh, quit your job, quit your, uh, spend your savings. It's like figuring out like, what's, why, why are you doing that? What is the thing? Because there's always going to be a new person in new pants. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, 
you're not figuring out that real stuff, that actual value stuff, you're going to keep learning the same thing. Yeah, I mean, looking back on these old Venus retrogrades, I was like, oh, I didn't break up. I started plotting to save money. <laughs> like, I didn't yeah. I didn't break up. I started being like, I need a better job because I'm going to need to pay for rent, not with a partner, I think, soon. And then, lo and behold, it did come true. Um, but I was, I, it started I that process. That Remember, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm trying not to spend on the meditation chair. Oh, yeah. I'm like, already money. feeling it. <laughs> but yeah. even, like, I mean, retrogrades, like any other, but especially Venus, like, yeah, 18, 19-ish months makes sense for a check-in, does it, right? Like, that's totally, like, whenever, like, someone breaks up, you're like, how long have you been in there? It was, like, two years. And you're like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> well, like, that's like, do you want to wait? Do you want to wait another, not to say that that's, like, the only, the break the only time you can break up, but it's, it's, like, it's but never it is shocking. Like, are you, are you ready to do another two years with this? Ooh, okay, but exactly. remember, last Ooh. time it was Pete and Ariana. Remember? <gasps> oh, well, guess what? what else? Okay. Let's see who's coming. This it just happened had- today. It just happened today. Was Amanda, it? I missed it. Well, I know Amanda Palmer and Neil Gaiman. Oh, that's like a that's like a alty one. Um, but Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler. Okay, you know I've been following that saga of them doing that weird fake Bahamas. We're stuck in the Bahamas quarantine. Please find the Twitter thread for anyone who loves gossip. It was just like. They kept being like, do you guys know about their Bahamas fake quarantine? Oh, my God. So her, Jay Cutler, and her hairdresser were in, like, the Bahamas. And if it wasn't the Bahamas, I'm sorry, it was an island somewhere not far from the United States. They're in the Bahamas or a tropical island. And they're, like, live Instagram storying. Like, this is, like, March, right, when things are starting to go down. And they're like, we're stuck in the Bahamas, but we're so happy our hairdresser's here. And they're, like, they'd be doing, like you know, fucking push-ups and, you know, uh, crunches outside. And they're, like, stuck in the Bahamas. The Bahamas was allowing people to leave up until, like, April 1st. And everyone on her stories and comments were like, you can leave. Like, why do you keep saying you're stuck in the Bahamas? And then they kept... (laughs) Then they kept this resort open. It was just them. It made everybody be basically their servants for them. All they're stuck in the Bahamas. They were not stuck. They could have left at any time. And then everything was like their hairdresser being like, love being stuck here with Kristen. And everyone's like, you're not stuck. You're choosing to like stay before the airport's closed. Then like mid-April-ish, my dates are a little rough. They like left. And everyone's like, what the fuck happened? And then they got divorced. Now they're getting divorced. It's like... Uh, you know what? I should have known because Scott, he keeps asking me who Kristen Cavallari is. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he blames me sometimes because I make him watch Bravo. So he blames me sometimes for what um, I believe, and maybe you don't, that our phones listen to us and that. Oh, they do. Um, so he blames me sometimes for some of the things he gets uh, algorithmed at him. Yeah. And he uh, he was like asking me a bunch of questions. And I was like, I don't think you're going to know who this person is, no matter how I describe it. So, you I mean, know, Laguna Beach is like, I the did short... say, you know, Laguna Beach, the hills. and Best villain. Best villain of Laguna Beach. Also, this is also a good reminder. This Venus retrograde shadow period, we've already been in it. That started on April 9th. So if you've already been like, well, what the hell, y'all, what's your sign, babes? Like, I've been feeling this. It's like, don't fret. That has been afoot. And that shadow period is going to stay till July 29th. So we're, like, truly up in this bit. Well, and, and maybe it's possible that Scott is looking at Christian Cavallari because he's, 
you know, pl- plotting our divorce. And I get it. Like, <laughs> he now knows that she's now available. He knows how to do it. <laughs> so we're in Bahamas. <laughs> also, breakup news of the day. Not shocked. Cara Deville and Ashley Benson, power lesbians, no oh. more. I think they were engaged or possibly getting married, but that was the new one I was like, seeing I float up. I do think that one of them is my friend's cousin, so I don't want no comment. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, I think also the the things like celebrity breakups beforehand also cause real life couples to be like, oh, they broke up. What do you think about that? It's, it's <laughs> the other kinds of things where, va- again, like values oriented conversations happen where you're like, oh, well, that wouldn't be a big deal to me. And then you look at the person and you're like, wait, what? That wouldn't be a big deal to you? Like those yeah, yeah. Kind of- those kinds of conversations or like, don't you think that's sad? And that, you know, well also like Jay Cutler, who again, being from Chicagoland area, no one's a real big fan of Jay Cutler, but the fact that he like was probably like, maybe I'm sick of being an Instagram husband. I don't know. Like that could be, maybe I'm sick of like being stuck in the Bahamas with our hairdresser for some odd reason. (laughs) I mean, this story is really juicy. There's a great Twitter thread. I wish I could give credit to who founded it. And um, once I do, I will throw it on. But that's, that was the big, that's the big Venus retrograde, Venus red flag that I saw of the, of the Mm. time, of the time period. I want to know, I want to know which ones are coming up. I mean, I can't even think of celebrities. I know. I'm like, I don't don't know who's like, who's a celebrity? Brad Pitt? Like, just no idea. I don't know. Maybe that will be the opposite though. I think maybe some, uh, maybe this is wishful thinking, but maybe some like reuniting. That's a, that's a re- Possible. some revisiting oh my god tmz headline six days ago goes with a lot of things we talked about again this is tmz so they're pretty awful but sometimes they know stuff Kristen cavallari claims jay cutler punishing her by withholding money how fucking a lot of the shit we just talked about very venus blindsided by Jay Cutler's claims and divorce filing, says Kristen Cavallari. Whoa. Kristen yeah. Cavallari gives marriage advice to engage couple. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I mean, those are those things where it's like the, okay, so. That's so funny. That's that, great advice. I think it's funny because I think that relationships are the one that's the easiest to quantify value. I just started reading this thing. I'm having this Venus retrograde Gemini thing in my ninth house. And I'm very, I'm feeling very philosophical and very um, interested. Like I started reading, listening to like uh, that apology podcast. And there's a book that Mm. I started reading. That's like the art of loving about like philosophies behind how we do these things. But I think it's the easiest because like we've obviously value connection and love and whatever. and, And that's the easiest one to do. But when you, of course, if you've just gotten divorced, the advice is don't do it. Wait, well, hang on. I have gossip. This is oh, from February. This was before they announced before. this divorce. But it, again, it's like, yeah, when you're Even going juicier. through a divorce, you're like, don't do it. That's right. not particularly, it might still hold true when you, after, upon reflection. But even that, I think the thing that people figure out the most through those situations is like, oh, well, this thing that I thought I valued, I don't value actually. And I thought it was going to be the most important thing. And it's not. Mm-hmm. And that's a more sage kind of perspective. So I think it's like the the people that are breaking up. I don't know. 
Yeah, no, I mean, totally. Also, going to be going to give the shout out to at Claire C. Downs because a lot of journalists on Twitter and whatnot copied her story word for word and didn't give credit. So I just want to give credit to the original sleuth of the Bahamas Gate of um, Love it. it was the Bahamas twenty two. In the title, if you want to search for the tweet, I'll link it at Clarity Downs. And it was Kristen Cavallari and Jay Collar have been stuck in the Bahamas with their hairstyles for twenty two days. Thread. Um. <laughs> oh, I did see this. Yes. I think I think I did see that. But. So, but that was the big one. But, but we'll it, keep our eyes peeled. I mean, we have yeah. we have some time now. July 29th to the shadow. So. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be some time, and it's a time I think, especially again, it's like this is if it's a if it's a hard time for you right now. I'm sorry, that sucks, and um, you know, hopefully you'll be in in on the other side of this, the next retrograde, and this will be the one yeah. that you look back at and say, "Oh, whoa, that's crazy that was happening at this time." Mm-hmm. I, I'm learning so much, and those of us that aren't in that are in the more reflective. Um, information gathering, be grateful that that's the one that you're in and take this time to really, you know, maximize, maximize values. Mm -hmm. I think too, I mean, this is something I say often on charts and I, I've told my, some of my friends, um, so there's so much Gemini happening, you know, it's the nervous system, the hands, uh, we're talking lungs, communication stuff. I've been feeling a lot of manic energy anyway, just from being locked up. And mm-hmm. not locked up. I'm not in prison. <laughs> but um, I up. think things cooped that you up. can. Yeah, cooped up. Things that you can do with your hands can be really helpful in in, ta- in a time when there's so much Gemini in the air. It's like I, I've been cooking, baking, like doing yoga, a lot of like poses on my hands and, and using your hands and it, as a way to mitigate that kind of nervous energy that comes um, can be really helpful. Like putty or slime or if you're really into uh those kind of stuff it can be really helpful to have something in your hands Ooh. or hold something like a, a nice big crystal it's like heavy and makes you feel grounded mm. yes i love that and also too like again i know like venus the obvious things are breakup this might be if you are partnered up or if you're thinking of the things you desire even as a soul person um is the, like the is where you live like we talked about before with moving maybe it's not right now but maybe this is the good time to start saving and think about where you want to be by next Venus retrograde. Is it, even if it's locally, is like, are you, has your apartment really proven to be an annoyance to you in quarantine? Maybe it's, it's planting those like desires and goals and aspirational seeds. Um, just like a lot of retrograde periods, but I think this is like, it might not always be this huge, like kablam, it's over. Sometimes it's just like, okay, by the, like what Julia said and what Lisa said, like, okay, by next, which I think the next Venus retrograde is like December, 2021. Um, so a little minute away from now. So yeah, think about that. Like think of like if December 2021 was here tomorrow, what things would you want upgraded? What, different? Yeah, what do you, what do you want changed and what would still be, if you still have to stay in a thing is that what, yeah, what, what needs to shift? What can you still keep? I think it's like, we're having, we are having the most like literal kind of experience of this right now in the United States too, of like, what do we value? Who is essential? What's essential? What, where is our money going? What is this for? And it's a very, again, those nodal axes, this eclipse of like, are we ideal or do we care about the actual people here? Because we get told a lot about American ideals of freedom, of democracy, of Mm -hmm. all of these things. And it's like, yeah, I don't see that in my neighborhood. So where do those things you know, where are these things balancing out? And yeah, and I think, what, again, like, 
if you have money that you've been saving, I think this might be a time where you're tempted to spend it. And I don't think it's a good idea. I know there are certain things we need and stuff we need to buy. And I'm not talking about those kind of things or, or at all, but I just, I know that things are going to open that we're really going to want to do. And I think you don't want to, if it's necessary, do it, but like, you don't want to do something frivolous and then hate yourself for it later or be upset that you, you know, like bought some huge, whatever purchase and it's well I was saying to like my friend yesterday I was like even if like these bars reopen at least and this is me personally speaking I don't want to sit nine feet away from my friend in a mask in a bar like I'd rather just wait we don't know how we're gonna do it (laughs) yeah you know we don't even know how it's gonna happen so it's well and there it's like what's the what's the value is the value that the economy is open right oh a bar yeah, is that oh now do you now do you feel that we're hanging out together, sitting oh. not ten feet away with our mascot? Like that's not that's not what we're talking and about. And how are you supposed we're to drink with that thing, thing on? I love the economy idea too because it, it to me again, I all this mirror stuff keeps coming up for me, and maybe it's just because I I have only seen myself in front facing screen f- for days, but um <laughs> like. The economy to me is is kind of a mirror of a virus too, where it's like you can't see it, like yeah. it's not, and it's also it's like you just see numbers and like things, and it like to me, and like sorry if this makes me sound dumb, but it doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I'm not real good at it, so it's like all the math and stuff. It's like oh yeah, this is just kind of this other part of the of the thing that's happening and it also isn't tangible to me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also it's so much of an idea because the econ- the quote-unquote economy, a lot of what is talked about is fucking the stock market, which has nothing to do with people's jobs, has nothing. I mean, it do- it does in a tangential way, but the thing that they're talking the the percentages and stuff that people talk about when it's like oh the economy is down. That's not talking necessarily about people's wages, about sal- median salaries and things. It's about stocks and shareholders and that again is this idea kind of big thing where it's like oh this is a representation of how good business is doing sure. well in actuality that does those numbers well, can also be inflated because they're based on all these changing things so it is kind of a weird like both gemini and sagittarius kind of thing to me because it is so up and down but also these kind of like this is profitability this is whatever well, but it's the same idea of like i mean the economy being open is to kick people off unemployment and it's to like be like it's just what it is we're yeah, good 100 and then also like even if you reopen this economy there's no guarantee the economy is still not going to tank people are not going to well, be and, drinking and, and eating and getting haircuts like, in the I'm same not numbers going to spend a ton of I, I did i did do a sushi order that was expensive but whatever I'm trying worth not it to worth it it's a treat this is a time where we're going to be, I think it's going to be very interesting and hopefully everyone is, is as safe and um, cared for in all of their physical and mental needs as possible. But I do think it's going to be an interesting time to be curious and to observe how these things are interacting and how they are on a grand scale and also in your own life. Where can you kind of take the reins a little bit and, and evaluate your own values evaluate your own values uh reevaluate i like that as like the word reevaluate mm-hmm. and then like values in all caps and it's like checking it making sure they're in there all of it mm-hmm. and also i mean this is just i think the time people are gonna maybe say 
things, the Gemini say things that they've desired that they're shocked that they're now confessing up to or like expressing again, look what houses, you know, look what degrees, like look where Gemini is being activated for me. I'm going to have some Jupiter 11th house action, then going back into my 12th house and back. And this is basing off of Placidus, not whole sign, you know, full sign, then it'd just be my 12th, whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, much different ride than Scorpio, Pluto shit, obviously. And it feels already different. Um, so just, you know, check out where it's lighting up, see where it's activating. Let us know. I'm just And laugh too. I yes. find a way to laugh that's not, you know, in a comedy club. I, I hate to discourage anyone from <laughs> going to comedy clubs, but it's just pretty scary right now. So you yeah, know, try to find a way to laugh. Stay stay curious, stay playful, stay stay fun with all of this stuff too and and try to uh yeah this is big know. like at home charades skits energy <laughs> of, sure. like just like playing and dorking around with yourself Ooh. i love it but it's you everyone's going to be great remember that retrograde periods are are we've been there they, they just are they are what they are uh it's not it's not the end of the world it's not the worst thing ever it's nothing nothing's happening that isn't already kind of in the works and there for for you know, it's happened before. Yeah. Well, and, and it even, will happen again. So let's let's enjoy the ride as best we can and be be kind to mm-hmm. ourselves and each other. Mm-hmm. And also to for those wedding people. I mean, I <laughs> hope you didn't lose too much money. But also like, man, if you were like planning this big old wedding and it was driving you nuts. I mean, it's a great time to like, again, align with what you want. Or if your wedding was really small and you actually did want that big ass wedding. Great. Now you have to like, I'm just saying like, I know you're like, bitch, I just lost all this money. But like, again, there's always like reckonings and reasonings of like why we're going down whatever the fuck path. Sometimes we're thrown down. (laughs) I'm not against our will a little bit. The Gemini mirror is being held up. Don't be afraid to look in it and see what you see. So you can create the reflection that you want to see. If you don't like it, what do you need to change about it? If you do like it, enjoy it. Look at it. Just stare at it. How nice. What a mm-hmm. pretty what a pretty reflection, you yeah. know? But yeah. either, either way, it's not forever. Everyone's doing it. And <laughs> everyone's doing if it. If it isn't this one, it'll be another one. So so be grateful for whichever side of the mirror you're on. And uh, we are so grateful for you listening. Yeah. And next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your sign?